Hi everyone, let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to explain what you do to your family and friends and gotten a blank look? Or is fear holding you and your online business back right now? Now if you answered yes to either of those, you're going to love this month's free newsletter. How do you get a copy? Head on over to writecom.com now. And by the way, if you want to make more money with your online business, you are going to love our coffee bean money making idea inside. So head over to writecom, that's W-R-I-T-E-C-O-M-E.com and you'll find the newsletter waiting for you over there. Hi, this is Barry here and you are very, very welcome to today's podcast episode from rightcom.com and today's podcast episode is entitled 50 Things at 50 Part 5. Now we're finally here. These are the last pieces of advice and things I've learned from going around the sun 50 times. So as I said in one of the previous episodes, you will probably need to listen to these in the reverse order for it to make more sense. So now we are going to have a look at 41 and 41 is that network marketing wasn't a waste of time and money. You know, while I was in network marketing, I didn't make much money from it. Um, And it's easy for me to look back and say, well, it was a complete waste of my time. It was a complete waste of my time driving up and down to go to all those meetings. It was a waste of my time buying all those weight loss kits and just all the expense that I'd gone through at the time. But if I look back at it, there was one thing that I can take away from it. And that it was that um, it was the only job that I had been in where um, the people involved wanted me to be more than I am. Now, what I mean by that was it was only really when I got into network marketing that I came in contact with personal development. And I came into contact with great books like The the Magic of Thinking Big, you know, the, The Science of Getting Rich. Bob Proctor, Aaron Nightingale, a lot of those people, I only came through, I came in contact with them through network marketing. And as I said, it's the only time when somebody wanted me to be better than I was, you know, who wanted me to grow because they knew the bigger that I got, the more confident that I got, the more skills that I got, the better I would be in my network marketing business, which meant that they could make more money in the long run because they had been in the downline. If I'm making more money from them, well, then they are going to make more money in the long run. But when I think of network marketing compared to, you know, a lot of the other jobs I had, There was no boss that really came to me and said to me, Barry, you know, you need to read this book or you need to listen to this guy or you need to do this course. You know, a lot of the bosses I worked for wanted me to more or less kind of dumbed me down. They didn't want me to grow. They wanted me to keep me where I was. They wanted me only to, you know, be at a level where I was only making maybe £7 an hour or £10 an hour or whatever. Nobody really wanted me to be bigger than I was. And, you know, as I said, even though network marketing at the time, I can look back, I did spend a lot of money in it. I did probably waste a lot of time, but there was some benefits that came from it. And that was one of the things that I discovered was, person development through network marketing so that's always one one thing that I'll be grateful for now number 42 is repurpose your content now if I was to say anything to you if you do have an online business if you are creating content in any form be that podcast video written form or whatever reuse all your content you know most people won't see that content on the first time or they mightn't like the format that it's put in 
You know, some people will never listen to this podcast, but if I reuse this content and put it into a blog post, you know, I can get myself in front of another audience. Again, if I put it on social media, on Facebook, you know, with social media, most of the content we put there is only there for maybe a couple of hours, maybe a day at most, and then it's gone. And then people who come onto your Facebook page later on, you know, none of them are ever going to scroll that far down the page to see what you wrote last month or six months ago. They're just going to look at the last couple of posts that you have made and they're never going to come into, con- into, the, into contact with the content that you had spent hours writing. So if I was to say anything to you is to repurpose your content. You know, faced with writing a brand new piece of content today or going back through a catalogue of some stuff you've written in the past, I'm sure it would make more sense to you to go back through to an old blog post, take it out, refresh it, or maybe just take one of those tips or tricks in that blog post, expand on them, maybe, you know, create a piece of content just on one of those tips or tricks and you will find it will be the easiest thing that you will do today. So instead of creating content and just leaving it on your blog or a Facebook page or whatever, get your do your best to repurpose it, reuse it, put it into different formats, make it longer, make it shorter, put it in images, put it in video, put it in audio form, but reuse that content. You'll be so grateful that you're going to do. And again, even this content that I'm creating right now, don't be surprised if you see it in TikTok videos. Don't be surprised if you see it on my Facebook page or on the blog, because I am going to repurpose the hell out of this piece of content I'm creating right now. Now, number 43 is that hearing no can be the best thing for you. Again, when I went back to the younger version of myself, you know, a lot of times when I was turned down by a girl, maybe if I asked her out for a dance or out on a date, and when she said no to me, I was heartbroken at the time. You know, I just took it to heart. And again, to some of the job interviews I went to, sometimes I didn't get that job. And sometimes, you know, it can be heartbreaking in the moment. It can be frustrating. You can get angry. But sometimes that can be the best thing that ever happened to you. You know, when I look back at maybe some of the girls I could have gone out with in the past, I probably, you know, avoided a major car crash because I didn't go out with them because they probably would have ended up being a head wrecker or they, you know, they might have been just too much stress for me. And maybe it was a good job that they did say no to me because, you know, sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs on the way to getting your prince and sometimes hearing a lot of no's could be the best thing for you because your prince, your ideal job, your career or whatever could be around the corner behind all those no's. So if you're getting a lot of no's, don't take it to heart. It could be the best thing you could be hearing right now. I know it's tough sometimes to hear it, but it could be a blessing that could be just averting you away from some disaster in the future. Now, number 44 is that regret is an impossible pill to swallow. You know, there was a friend of mine many years back who I found out was dying of cancer. And I hadn't seen him in a long time. Now, he was a good friend. We'd been away on holidays together. You know, we worked together for many years. And any time I met him, it was just a conversation to start it up from where it left off. You know, those kind of people that you have in your life. And one day I was at a nightclub with another friend of mine and I found out that James had got cancer. Now, I knew that James hadn't got long to live and somebody had said he, he was looking for me to see him. And unfortunately, I chickened out. I was thinking to myself, but what am I going to say to him if I turn up? You know, do I mention the cancer? And what if he's lying in bed there and he's all kind of wasting away? And I had all these kind of thoughts and, you know, coming into my head. And 
Unfortunately, I chickened out. I didn't go to see him. There was a couple of opportunities when I could have done it and I put it off. I'll do it some other time. I'll, I'll, I'll see him next week or whatever. And then unfortunately, I did reach a point where unfortunately James died and I never got a chance to see him before he died. And that moment of regret has lived with me many, many years. Now, for the first couple of years, it did really, really annoy me and it really hurt me. And it's over time that it's kind of gradually faded away, but it's still at the back of my mind. It's a regret that I have lived with for many years after. And sometimes it's easy to say that you're scared or that you can't do something or it's too big. But sometimes the regret on the other side is far, far worse than a few moments of embarrassing yourself. So if I was to try to drum something into you, and again, if I get a time machine, I would go back to myself and say, Barry, don't chicken out. Don't even think about it. Go around and see James because there will be a point when, unfortunately, you won't be able to see him anymore. So regret is a pill that is impossible to swallow. Now, number 45, I would say to the younger version of myself is that you are going to turn into a big softy. Now, I was one of these people who, unfortunately, I was banned in the house from watching Lassie movies. Now, if you don't know what Lassie movies are, go ahead and do a Google search. But it was a... Uh, it was a dog that was famous at the time who was always in these movies where Lassie was always put in a situation where he was lost or he could be hurt or something bad was going to happen to him. And I used to be bawling and crying watching these TV shows and it came to a stage that I was banned from watching them because it was just too heartbreaking for me. And I think I've been always been a kind of a big softy at heart. But as I've got older, I've found that, you know, the smallest thing sometimes can send me crying, just off crying. You know, I can see maybe a TikTok video where some, you know, somebody's given a wheelchair to a beggar or somebody's given somebody some food or some money or sometimes even, you know, a TV ad sometimes can just... I don't know whether it just hits a sentimental note or it's because of a parent or whatever. Sometimes I just break down in tears. Now, my wife seems to be better at it than I am. So, you know, she could watch a Pixar movie and it wouldn't take too much out of her. And there I am sitting on the couch behind, beside her with just big red eyes and just snots running out of my nose. So if I was to say to myself, you know... You're going to be big softly and you're just going to have to accept it. You know, it can be embarrassing at times, but it's better to be someone that has feelings rather than a robot. You know, if you if I was faced with somebody who just, you know, couldn't break a smile or couldn't break a tear, would I feel safe with that person? I'd probably feel more safe with someone who has some emotions in their body. So, as I said, you may, you mightn't, but I know over the past couple of years, I have just turned into a big emotional softy. Now, 46 one thing I would probably say to you is that some people don't want to be helped. Now, what I mean by that is sometimes people don't want to be helped. Sometimes they just want attention. You know, sometimes you'll want to help people. Sometimes you will go out of your way to help people. Sometimes you will, you know, give them your time, give them effort, give them free tools, give them everything because you they want help. They're asking you for help and then you do it. And then sometimes you will find that even though you give them all those tools, even though you give them the best advice, even though you have given them everything you have, they go around and they do the complete opposite of what you've told them. And sometimes you can get angry with yourself. Why did I do that? Why did I offer to help them? It was a complete waste of my time. But 
Sometimes people are like that. Some people just want attention and don't want help. You know, sometimes if you did help them out of that situation, well then when that situation is gone, what would they fall back on? They'd have to find some other drama or some other story that they could tell people to get some sympathy. So, as I said, you know, try and help as many people as you can. But sometimes don't be surprised if all the help you give someone, it doesn't work. Because sometimes people just want attention and they don't want help. Now 47, acceptance is a good thing and a bad thing. Now if I was to say anything to the younger version of myself, it doesn't matter how you brush your hair, it doesn't matter how much hairspray you put in your hair, you are never going to look like Morton Harkett from AHA. Now I'm a big fan of AHA and at the time I used to listen to a lot of AHA and I used to see all these posters of Morton Harkett the way his hair brushed this way and that way and I would spend hours in front of the mirror putting in hairspray and brushing my hair and trying to make myself look like Morton Harkett. And you'll find as you get older, you'll just accept things and you'll realise you're never going to look like Martin Harkett or you're never going to look like that person you've always wanted to look like. You are going to accept the fact that you are going to get wrinkles in your face. You're going to have to accept the fact that you have got grey hair. You're going to accept, you know, some things in the future that right now you probably don't think you'll ever accept. Now, acceptance is a good thing because, you know, Really, you know, can we spend all day looking in the mirror, you know, combing our hair? It's okay when you're a teenager, but later on in life, there's probably more important things that you could be doing rather than that. But what I'd say to you, although acceptance is a good thing to accept some things in your life, some things that you can change, you're just going to have to accept the way you look or the shape of your body or whatever. But acceptance sometimes can also be a bad thing in that, you know, sometimes we allow ourselves to get lazy. We say, well, this is my body type. There's nothing I can do about it. This is the income I have. There's nothing I can do about it. This is the job I have. There's nothing I can do about it. This is all I've achieved up until the age of 50. Well, I can't achieve anything more than that. So sometimes, you know, allowing acceptance to take control of your life sometimes can be a bad thing too, because sometimes you need to push against yourself. You need to push against acceptance and say to yourself, I don't accept my body the way it is. You know, that means I should go out and exercise or I don't accept my income the way it is. So that means I need to learn new skills. I need to get new tools. I need to push on myself. I need to put myself in situations where I'm embarrassing myself because I don't want to accept where I am right now. So although acceptance can be a good thing, don't, you know, use it as an excuse not to push yourself or to get out of your comfort zone. Now 48, I would say to you, having a dog is the best choice you will ever make. Now if there's one thing that I have that I'm grateful for, for keeping me in shape, for helping me relieve stress and for helping me come up with content ideas, it's going to be your dog. Now, if you haven't got a dog, well, (laughs) if you haven't got a yard or you just don't want to have a dog, get someone else's dog and take it away for a couple of hours every day. Go ahead and go for a walk because it will be the best thing for you, for your health, for your sanity and also for your business because the best ideas you are going to have are going to be far away from your laptop. You know, you're going to be walking for a couple of miles or whatever and suddenly a great idea comes in for a product or a book or a piece of content or whatever. So if I was to say something to you, it would be get a dog or get someone, get your hands on someone else's dog and use that for all of those benefits. Now, 49, I would say to you that you are better off impressing yourself instead of impressing other people. You know, do you ever notice that sometimes when we try to impress people, it's usually the wrong people that we are trying to impress? And do you ever notice that sometimes the credit we give for, you know, for impressing those people is really short-lived? 
you know, when I go back through my life, you know, I, I think sometimes I was too hard of a trier. I was too much of a people pleaser and I was always trying to impress people, usually always the wrong people. I was trying to make the coolest kid in the class laugh. And if I felt if I made him laugh, well, then that made me cool. And I was kind of going out of my way impressing those people all the time. But when you think about it, you know, what was the point of impressing people who didn't respect me, didn't want to be around me? And, you know, that maybe that laugh or that chuckle, it was short lived and then that was lost on them. So maybe instead of trying to impress other people, try and impress yourself. You know, impress yourself with what you can do or what you have done in the past. You know, impress yourself by writing a fiction book. Impress yourself by creating a YouTube channel. Impress yourself by doing a podcast. And you will find that that thing that is, you know, that you've done will impress you from years to come. You will look back and you say, you know something, I'm so proud I did that podcast. I'm so proud I, cre I created that YouTube channel or whatever it is. So instead of trying to impress people, which as I said, the majority of times, unfortunately, we try to impress the wrong people, impress yourself and the credit, the feeling of satisfaction will live with you for a long, long time afterwards. And then finally, here we are at number 50, which is don't take yourself so seriously. Again, not only am I saying it to you, but I'm also saying it to the younger version of myself. Because some people treat the world and life as seriously as a heart attack, thinking that there's value in doing that. You know, how many people do you know who are just as I would probably say, walk around with a stick up their arse who just think they need to talk a certain way or they need to, you know, not put themselves in embarrassing situations or always need to, you know, just be like a robot, just not to get anything wrong and be so professional. But when you think about it, you know, we are stuck in a rock. This rock is spinning through space and none of us have any control over it. So maybe the best thing, a piece of advice I'd probably say to you is if you do get through this life, the worst thing you can do is give back your life when it's already in the packaging. You know, it's like some people who collect maybe model cars or comics or whatever. You know, they have that thing wrapped up in plastic. It seems more valuable when it's wrapped up in the plastic. But how much fun did they have with that? You know, sometimes you need to tear off the package and sometimes you need to get some dents, you need to get some scrapes, you need to get some tears, you need to get some bruises to, you know, have a satisfying life. So don't go through your life thinking that you need to keep it in the packaging and don't feel that you need to be as seriously as everyone else. You know, lighten up a little bit because at the end of the day, we'll, we will be gone at one point and no one is going to care what you did on this planet because you'll be just forgotten about so because if that is going to be the case, well, then why take it seriously? So, as I said, that is the top 50 things. Now, who knows? Maybe in maybe another 10 years, I might have maybe another 50 or whatever. Or maybe I'll just add another 10 on. You never know what could happen on the way to my 60th birthday. But I want to thank you for following with me through these podcast episodes. And I hopefully maybe I have shared some good content with you. Maybe some life lessons, maybe some business tips. And if you are enjoying the, the content I put out there this past couple of days, you can send me an email at barryjmcdonald at gmail.com. You can let me know which was your favorite tip or trick or which ones are you putting into your life so as always have a lovely day take care of yourself bye bye thanks for joining us today if you'd like more from the rightcome.com podcast be sure to subscribe now for more tips tricks and ideas you can use to make more money from your words see you in the next episode